concerts and all the awesome special things that we do. Uh, I love this church. I love you. And so if you want to take your Bible out and, and let's, uh, we're going to look at the book of Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 1. And um, if you saw the email or you saw in your bulletin, I'm starting a new sermon series today, Wisdom for Life. And so I'm going to just pray. Um, I know I'm always in a hurry just because I, I, you guys, like, I have you just for a few minutes. I try to, like, just put fortified extra scriptures in there. So just pray with me that whatever is said today, you'll receive it and that it will be words for life. Come on, amen? amen. God's word is living, it's active, and it helps us. So I pray that whatever I say is words for your life, uh, for you to succeed, to have a fulfilling life, to take you through the tough times. And so let me just pray as you're looking at the book of Proverbs. Um, if you would take your Bible out or you have it on your mobile device where there's a Bible in the pew, um, I just pray that now that, again, now same thing, if you would turn off the notifications for your cell device, your mobile device, uh, so that we can pray right now in Jesus' name. Father, you give us life through Jesus Christ. And Lord, also, your word gives us life. And then this morning, God, as we look into the book of Proverbs, who was written by one of your servants, there were three, at least three or four servants that wrote the book of Proverbs. This morning, God, we're going to look into this and see how to put this into action into our lives because you don't want us floundering. You don't want us suffering. You don't want us just failing all the time. You want us to grow and be strong and make it through. And you want to give us wisdom for life, God. So when we make decisions for a career, marriage, or, or, or whatever else is happening in our lives, your word has truth for us. It has answers for us before we even get there. And so, Lord, we pray in Jesus' name the Holy Spirit would open our minds, our thoughts, our spirits, and we thank you for the word of God because it is powerful and it gives us life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, so if you have your Bible, turn it out to turn it to Proverbs chapter 1. We're just going to walk through just for a few moments uh, verses 1 through 7. And um, I promise you, I know I have a sermon series, and uh, there are 31 chapters. I'm not going to do 31 sermons for 31 weeks. That would be long. So uh, I'm going to just kind of pick and choose as I pray as the Lord leads me. I'll just go until I feel that we're done with this, uh, hopefully not 31 weeks. But here's my challenge, all right, as you're t- turning there. Um, so when I was in school, I was going to school full-time, working full-time. Uh, some of you have done that when I was in college. And uh, so as you know, reading your Bible is a hard thing to do sometimes, right? When you've got to get up early before Jesus gets up, and you've got to get beat traffic, you know. You've got to get to Starbucks before the crowd gets there. You know, you've got you to get to the workplace before your boss shows up. And so sometimes reading your Bible is a hard thing, right? And so I was going to school full-time. I was working full-time. And so uh, one of my uh, Bible study leaders said, hey, he challenged challenged us in a class. He said, hey, why don't you guys read one proverb a day? There's 31 proverbs, uh, and so generally most months there's 31 days. Why don't you read one proverb? It'll take you less than five minutes. And so during my early years, I mean, I was, uh, I don't know, I was 20-something, and I said, you know what, I'm going to take this challenge. So for, for, for a while there, it was all I could do was to find time. I was scarfing down my cereal or my toast or whatever I was doing, uh, getting ready to get out uh, to go to school or work that morning, and I would read one proverb a day, one proverb a day, one proverb a day. And I did this for a number of months. Uh, it was awesome. And, uh, I know that that word spoke to me in my challenges in life and my victories and all that stuff. And so I want to challenge you. I know you're busy. I challenge you uh, to read at least one proverb a day. Okay, would you do that? Say a proverb a day. Say proverb a day. All right, challenge you. All right, Proverbs number, verse 1, uh, chapter 1, verse 1, it says this, The Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel, for attaining wisdom 
and discipline, for understanding words of insight, for acquiring a disciplined and prudent life, doing what is right and just and fair, for giving prudence to the simple, knowledge and discretion to the young. Let the wise listen and add to their learning, and let the discerning get guidance, for understanding proverbs and parables, the sayings and riddles of the wise. Verse 7, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and discipline. So in this world where we are wired for sound, their information abounds. Would you agree? I mean, I thank God for uh, YouTube. No? So there's this thing called the computer. And then there's this thing called the Internet. And if you haven't tapped into the Internet, there, and of course there's a, there's a plethora of good information and a lot of bad information. And there's this thing called YouTube on there. And yes, you've got to be careful because there's a lot of garbage on there. Uh, but there's this like, so like when you're working on your car or your house, uh, a few weeks ago, our, uh, my fan went out on my condenser motor, on my air conditioner. And my dad was handy. He taught me, so I said, you know, I could probably do that. But I went to the University of Google and I went to YouTube and I said, you know, uh, uh, air conditioner, condenser fan. I said, I, I can do this. I opened it up. I looked at it. But I said, just to be safe because there's like, a bunch of wires, and I didn't want to blow my house up or, or cause more damage. Uh, and so, um, and, and no offense to you that are electricians, air conditioner guys, but I thank God for YouTube, okay, at that time. All right, you're looking at me like, what? <laughs> Pastor, I do it all the time. All right, well, good. So you're, 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 you're getting it. So, but have you just, so, so like we have the information, there's like, I mean, you can like, one pastor caught his son using Alexa to do his math homework. <laughs> Alexa, what is blah, 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 blah? And the answer, and, and he was filming his kid, and he, he says, are you kidding me? So moms and dads, you better check your kids during... All oh, right, so uh, that's fine if you're checking your... And the kid was like, you could hear, I'm checking my homework, I'm checking my homework, that's all. I'm like, okay, good, good answer, young man. Good answer. So in that, though... Everyone has a tip for you, right? Everyone has a, has a word for you, right? Everyone has a, a way for you to solve your problems. A pastor, Stan, if you would have done this and you would have wired it this way and you would have this gauge, and, and that's fine. But to me, it's like, okay, it is hot. Uh, I was sweating out there. I had to get that fan. And it did. It, it, it should have taken me 30 minutes, but it took me four hours plus, okay? Number one, because I had to go drive to another town to get the parts. I had to, then I had to watch YouTube five times to make sure this is a mixture, I'm in the right one. And then I made a mistake. I put the, I didn't blow up the thing, but I put the wire on the hot bus, the, the hot bar that's like, so the fan was running the whole time. Like, it's not supposed to be on. So I'm like, oh, I, I texted a neighbor. Hey, neighbor, I know you're an HVIC guy. And I'm, you know, and then finally I, I don't, I prayed, I prayed. God, Give me wisdom because I don't want to burn my house down. I don't want to blow the motor. And then it's like, switch a wire. Okay, went out, put the wire on the top bus, you know, top bar, hot, and it works. Thank the good Lord for YouTube and for praying for wisdom. Amen. And so you have people that tell you how to raise your kids, right? I always think it's funny for people that tell you to raise your kids, they don't have kids. Isn't that funny? All right. Well, if I were the parent, okay, well, when you're done with that, when you've had kids staying up all night because they're like throwing up all night and all, and you have a kid that you, until you've experienced that, then don't tell me how to have raise my kids, right? All right, good preaching. All right, so all right, so 
now though we frantically search for tips from experts, someone who's done it, maybe even our neighbor, there are books, there's magazines, there's YouTube, there's Pinterest. You can ask all kinds of people. And even in the Christian realm, you can find great Christian books. You can find videos online. You can listen to podcasts. Uh, and so you can even skim the Bible. It's like, what, how do I solve this problem? And some of those things may help you. But what I want to tell you today is I don't want you just to have help or tip. I want to give you words of life. And that's what Solomon is saying here in the book of Proverbs. He is saying, I'm not, I don't want to just give you a tip for life because tips sometimes don't apply, right? Right? If you don't have kids and they want to tell you how to raise kids, that doesn't apply. If they, you know what I'm saying? So people can give you tips and it doesn't, it may not work for your situation. That tip may not apply for what you're going through. But see, the word of God is living, it's active, it, it applies to every aspect of life. And so this morning, for the next few minutes, I want to talk about words of life. See, wisdom from God, Proverbs, is not just information, it's not just knowledge, but it's how to use that information wisely. You see, we live, I mean, this is, we have, we have so much information, right? I mean, it's, it's overload sometimes, right? Do a Google search about something, and, and you like get 600 pages, and you're like, Oh my goodness, I don't need all that information. And so there's a lot of information. And we do have, we have like every generation we get more knowledge, we get more knowledge, but yet we're still getting into more trouble. You see, having more knowledge isn't always the problem. Knowing what to do with the knowledge, that is something we need. Amen? And so this morning as we're looking in the Word, I want to help you out. Because this, are you ready for a, a source of true wisdom, not just tips? Not just a, a, a trite answer, not just how to cook bacon on a, in a microwave, not just how to get a cat from not ripping stuff apart. And that, you know, little wisdom here, get rid of the cat, by the way. You cat people, God bless you. God help you. Uh, anyway, so um, you see the book of Proverbs is not like an American proverb, the early bird gets the worm. It's, it's more than that, amen? It's more than just a truism. It is life. So are you ready? You see, God's Proverbs can move you out of just troubles and dealing with the same troubles every day to actually having victory over those so that you'll grow and move on. Amen? Are you ready? All right, here we go. So the first thing is this. Do we need wisdom? The absolute answer is... Okay, you, so, well, Lord, help me. Give me wisdom now to deal. All right, no, we need wisdom. We need wisdom. I mean, look, you look at our world. We need wisdom. We need wisdom to deal with all the stuff that you're dealing with, the temptations, the trials, the evil, uh, the things that are thrown at your life. Check this out. Proverbs 1, uh, 14 to 12 says, There is a way that seems right to man, but at end it leads to death. I mean, we have all this knowledge. We're smarter than, so-called smarter than every generation before us, but yet we're still finding ways to easily rip each other off, to lie to each other, to kill, to destroy. I mean, look at us. We need God's wisdom. Come on, amen? And so it says here... It might seem right to you and I, but sometimes it leads to death, right? So here it is, tips, letter A, tips and information. Intellect are not wisdom. I, I beg to agree. I, I beg to argue, okay? Let me give you a tip of wisdom. Don't argue the preacher when he's got the microphone. He is right for that moment until you can prove me wrong, okay? Uh, I, I'm willing to be proved wrong because I'm still learning. I want to be wise, all right? Proverbs 15, 14, 15. A simple man believes anything. 
right? I mean, how many times you and I, we've, we've opened up the news, we read about, you know, the, whatever, oh my goodness, President Obama did that, President Trump did that, oh my goodness, what, can you believe that? Right? And then all of a sudden, oh wait, that wasn't really true. Uh oh. Did I just step on toes? You see, the simple person believes anything. And that's what the devil wants you to do. He wants you to believe anything and everything because then you'll be deceived easily. Amen? But in the end, of course, uh, but a prudent man gives thoughts to his steps. He says, okay, is that really true? And maybe it is true, then I need to pray or I need to do something. But it, instead of a reaction. Okay, so here we go. The problem with tips, tips, information, and intellect are not wisdom. Tips sometimes, I know you find this hard to believe, are sometimes just the opinion of another person. Is there... Is there only one way to make a tuna sandwich? Yes, there is. My way. <laughs> That's Subway. That's where I go. All right. And so, but, but so anyway, but you see, there, there's more than one way to solve. And so sometimes we get a little prideful. Well, my mama did this. My dad does. I do this. And this is the way to do it. And that's fine for you, maybe. Okay. And so tips and information are not wisdom. You see, we live in a world, again, as I talked about, growing information, but we have a lot of problems. So sometimes these little tips are, are not complex enough to solve our issues, but God's words. Amen? So the second thing is this. Okay, do we need wisdom? Yes. To live a fulfilling life requires that we obtain wisdom. The world says, listen to this, the world says, live and learn. Right? Right? You ever heard that? Okay, well, if you didn't, you just heard it now. The world says live and learn. God says learn and live. Did you hear me? God says learn and live. You see the world, because listen to this, living and learning could kill you. If you've never driven a motorcycle, a dirt bike, on a hill, on, and someone just says get on there buddy, you'll learn. They probably should call an ambulance. Right? Okay, in fact, for you scientists, because so you're, so you're intellectual and you're so smart, I want, I want, so wisdom tells me to trust the scientist that says drinking hydrochloric acid is deadly. Even though I may not trust all scientists. But wisdom tells me, okay, drinking hydrochloric acid, acid is, but wait, live and learn, right? Right? Live and learn! I mean, let me know how that goes for you, by the way. Let me tell you, I'm not a scientist, but hydrochloric acid will burn you up. Hydrofluoric acid will burn you up. Sulfur, I mean, you know, whatever you want to, okay, so, so live and learn is not always the best thing because sometimes live and learn causes a lot of pain. And sometimes it is true, but you know what? You don't always have to go through the school of hard knocks. Well, that's the way I've always learned. Well, there's sometimes an easier way to learn. In fact, did you know that uh, when Orville and uh, the Wright brothers, okay, when the Wright brothers, did you know that before they flew the airplane, we, we thought that this is, they just, we thought they just kind of threw it together in a bike shop, and then they went out to Kitty Hawk, and they put it on this little, uh, these little glider runners, and they tried it out, and then they, you know, which brother got on the plane? Anybody remember? Don't Google it right now. All right, um, and so, so we think through history, because we've read it, that they just tried it, Kitty Hawk, boom, they flew, and wow, they discovered a flight. They, they didn't live and learn because they built a wind tunnel. They tested their plane out in the wind tunnel with different types of wings, with different types of wings. So they learned and lived because they realized, hey, one of us could break our neck. 
Do you see what I'm saying? Wisdom says you don't have to live and learn. You can learn and live. The Bible says you can learn and live. Isn't this good? So the, the Wright brothers use wisdom. God is saying, I will give you wisdom so that you can live without having to destroy yourself. Isn't that good? Now, sometimes we, we go through some tough stuff, but tips will not always help you learn before you live. God's wisdom will teach you life before you face the situation. Let me give you a quick one. Like, should I do this or not? Use the Ten Commandments. Is this a good sir? Look at the words of God. Should I try this or not? Look at the Word of God. Amen? The third thing. Now, here's the question. Isn't this true for you? Do you need wisdom? Come on, I think, I think the answer is yes. Yes, we all need wisdom. And thankfully, check this out. God will make a way to give us wisdom. James 1.5 says, If any one of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. Do you hear that? God doesn't say, Well, you know what? You weren't very nice to your kids, so I'm going to withhold the wisdom. You know what? That You just need to grow up in your job, so I'm going to withhold wisdom. No, it says, all who ask for wisdom, he will generously give you wisdom to all who ask. Without? So you know what, Stan? You're a jerk sometimes. I'm not going to give you wisdom. Aren't you glad God's not like that? We're like that, but he's not. Isn't this awesome? So if you need wisdom in life, go to God. You don't need to climb a mountain. You don't need to go to a guru. You don't need to buy a book of wisdom unless you're buying a Bible. Um, you know, you can, in fact, you can get it free online now. So God wants to provide with you. You say, well, how do, how do I find a good spouse? It's in the book of Proverbs. It's in the Bible. How do I control my tongue, which oftentimes uh, it, it, it stretches the truth, it gossips, it gets me in trouble. The book of Proverbs has an answer. Isn't that awesome? Okay. Do you want practical wisdom? The book of Proverbs. Do you want intellectual wisdom? The book of Proverbs. Do you want moral wisdom? The book of Proverbs. Do you want mysterious wisdom? Ten, give me $10 and I'll give you the answer. It's, it's free. It's in the book of Proverbs. You see, God is wiser and smarter. He knows all things. Come on, amen? He gives us everything. Isn't that awesome? So let's talk about this. Are you ready? Let's move it on. We're doing good, all right? God's wisdom is able, available for us through his word, through us asking. Coming to church helps, okay? Here's the second thing. What is wisdom? What is wisdom? What is wisdom? Well, let, let's just talk about this for a second. So Solomon now, because we're going to now go back here to Proverbs chapter 1. Solomon was probably at that time, during, during his life, was probably the wisest person alive. He is one of probably the wisest, if not the wisest. However, sadly, Solomon did not even heed his own wisdom at the end of his life, okay? So there's a tragedy there. However, though, so Solomon is saying, listen, listen, my sons, because one day you'll be king. Listen, nobles, kids. Listen, any kids in the neighborhood. I want to give you some truth from God that will help you live a fulfilling life. Okay? Now, again, Solomon wasn't the only one. There's a couple other authors there that wrote. But li listen to Solomon. You, you think your professor's smart, and you think you're a professor and you're smart, and God bless you because you've got an IQ of 598. That's awesome. But... Look what Solomon says. Here, here's what it says in Kings. Do I have it? Do I have the scripture or not? First um, Kings 4, do I have it? Yes, if you can read it, sorry. If it's too far to read, I'm sorry. Listen to this. Okay, I'll slow down. He spoke 3,000 proverbs, and his songs numbered 1,005. Isn't that awesome? So he was a musician. Not only was he a philosopher, he also was a 
musician. I mean, he wrote songs. Isn't that awesome? He did, uh-oh, wait a minute. He described plant life from the cedar of Lebanon to the hyssop that grows out of the walls. He also taught about animals. Wait a minute. And birds and reptiles and fish. Listen to this, verse 34. Men of all nations came to listen to Solomon's wisdom sent by all the kings of the world who had heard of his wisdom. He was smarter than the college professors put together. Well, maybe not. He was wise, right? Okay, so now he says, I'm going to give you some wisdom. Young man, young, young ladies, listen up. So you ready? Here we go. What is wisdom? The first thing is, it's obviously the fear of the Lord. It's the beginning of knowledge. It's the beginning of wisdom. Here it is. Wisdom is royal. Royal, as in royalty, okay? Proverbs 1.1. The Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel. Again, now you remember Solomon, when he was going to become the king of Israel, he said, give me babes, bucks, and blingage, right? No. He didn't ask for money. He didn't ask for fame. He just said, God, give me an open heart so I know how to deal and how to justly and righteously lead these people. Because he asked for that, God gave him what he didn't ask for. So you're like, oh, I'm going to try that. Lord, give me wisdom so I can... I'm really going to be rich. But here's the thing. God knows your heart. You can't fool him, right? Come on. So, so Solomon is now... He's received this knowledge from God. He's received this wisdom, okay? And he says, now the king is now instructing the youth of his nation, saying, I hope that you will be, you will gain this knowledge because you need this in leading the nation or the nations or whatever job you're doing. You're going to need this wisdom. Isn't that cool? Proverbs 8.15 says this, For by, by me, speaking of wisdom, kings reign and rulers make laws that are just. By me, princes govern and all nobles who rule the earth. So Proverbs is now laying out how the kingdom citizens, you and I are citizens of, king, of the kingdom of God if we're believers in Jesus Christ. All right? And he says, this wisdom will help you to live a kingdom life in a world that needs God wisdom. That's good, right? So if you're a leader, a manager, a politician, a pastor, a person of influence, a parent, uh, whatever you are, you're the lead, God gives wisdom for us to be just and good at what we do. Now, Pastor Dan, I'm not a leader. I just work back here and I'm down here. God still gives you wisdom to live a great life and to help other people out. Isn't this awesome? Okay, four of you said that. So we're starting a new sermon series right now. Uh, <laughs> wisdom for life. We can bring heavenly knowledge to our homes, our workplaces, our cities, the nations to help people live out their great lives because God wants every person to live a great life. But a lot of times we think we know better than God, right? Okay, so letter B, here we go. What is wisdom? Well, wisdom is correction and understanding. Oh, wait a minute, Pastor Stan, you had me until you said correction. Okay, you had me, but I don't like that correction word. And we live in a society that doesn't like to be corrected, right? I'm just seeing it. We don't. I, don't. I don't know. Well, maybe there's a few. I've met very few people that like to be corrected. In fact, when, 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 sometimes when we get corrected, then we try to correct the person correcting us. Isn't that funny? Well, that's fine, but did you know you... Okay, then you're, you're not humble of heart. Just, I'm just saying. That's all. I'm just saying. Because that's what the book of Proverbs says, not Pastor Stan, all right? And so, Proverbs 1, 2, 4, attaining wisdom and discipline for understanding words of insight. So wisdom, uh, biblical wisdom, is the kind of knowledge that helps you know what is going on around you. That's deep. If you just did not hear what I just said, biblical wisdom is knowledge for you to understand what is going on around you, in your life, in your home, wherever you're at. 
Proverbs is also correction. How many of you would like it to be in an airline and you're going to Vienna? Okay. Is there a direct flight to Vienna? You guys fly somewhere else. So, what'd you say? Okay, so let's just let's say you're on the plane with the Olsons, okay? You're gonna go with them, you're gonna help them move in. You're going to help them walk around Vienna and, and eat the uh, uh, the Spätzle. You're going to help them eat the the Jäger Schnitzel. You're going to help them eat the the wonderful German Austrian food. Praise God! All right, so you're going to get and so now the the so you get on the plane and and so the pilot is getting on the plane. He's I've flown this I've flown this flight. I could do it by my you know. He gets on the plane. He gets off one degree and the co-pilot says, Hey, uh, uh, Sally, um, we're we're going to head in the wrong direction. I'm the captain. Okay, um, hundred miles down the road. Um, hey, uh, Captain Sally, we're now we're going to be off course. Hey, don't you tell me how I've been flying longer than you've been around. All right, don't you want that correction? You're not getting it. <laughs> you see, you may think that you're smarter. I've flown. I've I can do it with my eyes. Because well, you're now eyes closed. You're going the wrong way. You're now going to Azerbaijan, okay, which you might fly over Vienna. And so what I'm saying is sometimes we get in a place in our lives, well, I'm just one, I'm just going a little bit, and someone just says, hey, I'm just nice to try. Don't you tell me, young man, I've been older than you've even been thinking about being old. <laughs> Pastor, don't tell me, you don't know anything about my, my situation. You don't know nothing about my career. How dare you? Okay, I just talk to God, that's all. I'm not perfect because I need someone to correct me at times too. But I just have a course correction for you. You see, sometimes correction is discipline. Because if you don't get it, then you're going to get it. <laughs> right? <laughs> and so sometimes God sends people, family, friends, co-workers, neighbors. He may, if he has to send a donkey to you, you have now are in big trouble. <laughs> right? You can, you can read about Balaam. Okay, so, so don't let a donkey come to you because you're acting like a donkey. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Lord. I didn't mean to act like a donkey. <laughs> All right. Would you like to discern what is right and fair? Would you like to know what's wrong? Would you like to know how to get through? You see, the chaos and confusion that plagues our society is because mankind thinks we know the best. And sometimes we do, but a lot of times you look at our news, we struggle, right? Come on. So God will correct us through people, friends, through the Word. It's not always correction. Proverbs 2, 6, For the Lord gives wisdom from His mouth. Come knowledge and understanding. Would you like to be able to discern what you need to do in every situation? This group said yes, so hopefully you're saying it too. So let me move on, all right? Wisdom is discernment. Write this down, letter D. Wisdom is discernment. Proverbs 1, 4. Forgiving prudence... To the simple, knowledge and discretion. Wait a minute, Pastor. Did you just call me simple? No, the Word of God may be called you and me simple. All right? Wisdom is the ability, listen, biblical wisdom from God is the ability to read a situation and make the right decision. You see, sometimes you are in a life-giving situation. You need wisdom. What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Or you, the boss comes on you or the salesman. You need to make a decision today because if you don't uh, take this offer, tomorrow, it's going to be gone tomorrow. Do it now. If you feel rushed by a salesman to do it now, then you just you need to walk away. 
That's wisdom from a former salesman. And a guy who's been duped by a few salesmen. Okay? Uh, and so you want to make the right decision at the right moment, right? Wisdom helps you do that. Isn't this awesome? God gives you discernment. He helps you to understand. In fact, this is interesting because Solomon says this. Solomon says this by giving prudence to the simple. You know, what, what is simple? You understand this. Knowledge and discretion to the young. Solomon wanted to give this discernment to the young and inexperienced. Now, I know some of you in this room, uh, you knew more about subjects and topics and all that than I, I will ever dream of. And you're younger than me, okay? Because you're younger than 53. Some of you are you're in your teenage years. Some of you in your 20s. Some of you are older than me and some of you know more. But Solomon is saying, listen to this, Solomon's saying that the young and inexperienced are easily enticed or persuaded. Case in point, missionaries came in this morning, brought their awesome young man, uh, Josiah, 17 months? 16 months. 16 months. And, of course, he saw me. He, like, came to me. You know, he's like, stranger danger, back up. Strange man with a beard, weird smile. Okay, and so then they're talking about how the kid was open, and uh, then he's become, he's become strange. And I said, that's a good thing, because, listen, why do then his parents, why do schools and, 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 and different organizations say to kids, kids, if a man is in a car, a woman's in a car, and they got a puppy and candy, don't go over there, because they're young and they're inexperienced, and they're easily duped. Do you understand what I'm saying? Sometimes we are easily duped. And God is saying, my word will keep you from being easily duped. This is a good word, amen? So this is why you need to come. This is why you need to listen online. This is why you need to read a proverb a day. Isn't this awesome? This kind of wisdom helps us to perceive what is going on and make the right decisions and avoid the bad ones. You see, I always tell my brothers, because they, they just were rebellious at times. I've been rebellious at my times. And they got in a lot of trouble. And I was young, and I watched them and said, I don't want to do that. I'm not going to do that. And I didn't do that. Learn and live. You don't always have to live and learn, but you can learn and live. Amen? Young man, young lady, I know sometimes your mom and dad seem aloof. I know the Simpsons make us look like parents are dumb. All right? You know, and, and maybe we are sometimes, but we've also lived a few years before than you. And we've been through some of the temptations. Our music might have been different. Our hairstyles might have been different. Our sayings might have been different. But the temptations were very similar to what you're going through. And we, unfortunately, some of us learned it the wrong way. And we're now telling you, don't do that. And so, you know, it, sometimes parents are not always the best judge of, of characters, but a lot of times they are. So when your mom and dad says, stay away from that person, there's probably a reason they had a person like that in their life. And that person got them into big trouble. That's all I'm saying with that, all right? So Proverbs can give us wisdom knowledge. Amen? Are you doing good? All right, letter E. Wisdom is obtaining guidance. Wisdom is obtaining guidance. Verse 5 and 6, let, let the wise listen and add to their learning. Do you hear that? Let the wise listen and add to the learning and let the discerning get guidance for understanding Proverbs and parables, the sayings and riddles of the wise. Solomon is saying to, to people who are wise, listen up, because I have more wisdom for you. I fear the day when you and I say, well, I know everything. I don't need your input. I'm smarter than you, Pastor. I've lived longer than you, Pastor. I've got more degrees than you'll ever dream of, Pastor Stan. Or I've gone through the hardest school in Knox. And that's fine and, and, and all that, but you have just shut yourself down from God speaking into your life. 
Solomon is realizing people don't graduate from learning in life. We're always learning in life. And if someone has to tell you they know it all, um, I would encourage you to run away from that person. Because if they knew it all, then they would be the king of the world. Right? Or the queen of the world, right? I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just trying to tell us that the Lord wants to help you live. Fools believe they have arrived and they know everything. And how do you know a fool? Because they tell you they know everything. (laughs) Oops. Did I just step on your toes? You see, the person that really knows everything, they don't have to tell everyone they know everything. Because they know it. But the person who thinks they know everything, they have to tell you. I know that. I know about that. Uh, let me tell you how to raise your kids. Let me tell you how to fix your car. And, and, and so, okay, please fix my car then. Please babysit my kids so we're gone in, in Europe helping the Olsons and for the next six months. Please. And my kid's like, nah, we're going with you. <laughs> right? Uh, do you see what I'm saying? All right, I'm, 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 I'm sorry. Let me get back to being wise from the Lord. Wisdom is not a goal to attain. It is a pursuit that we should spend the rest of our lives on. Those of you who just graduated from high school, college, God bless you, but life's not over yet. You're still going to learn. I'm still going to learn. We could still apply this. Amen? You see, Solomon states this point of Proverbs to help those of us who think we're too wise to realize you still have a lot to learn. And if you're willing to learn, you'll even learn more. And you'll live a more successful life. Isn't this exciting? This is a good word. All right. Here we go. All right? Did I get all the letters? Are we good? Here's the second thing, or the third thing. How do we get wisdom? All right, here it is. Here's, here's the big question. How do we get wisdom? Are you ready? Write your check out to Stan Nelson. Five billion dollars. And I'm going to give you the secrets. No, don't, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Those leading podcasts and thank the good Lord is on Facebook today. Here we go. Are you ready? Proverbs 1 7. Here's what it says. You gotta get a drink. It didn't say that. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. But fools despise wisdom and discipline. The first thing, of course, is have a reverent trust in the Lord. Have a reverent trust in the Lord. Now, a lot of times, some of us, some of us grew up in a church where the fear of the Lord, you're gonna burn, boy, if you don't repent. That is absolutely true. But if I repent, I'm not walking in fear of God slapping me every second. That's not love. That's fear. That's unhealthy. God will judge us. God will deal with us. But the fear of the Lord says, you know what? I don't know everything. He does know everything. He loves me. He sent His Son for me. Yes, I make mistakes. He forgives me. He's patient with me. So so Psalm is not describing the fear and judgment of God. He's saying, you need to have a healthy concept of that, but you need to realize you don't know everything. And if you're humble and willing, if you're reverent towards God, He will speak into your life. This is what Solomon is saying. He's describing an openness to Him, an eagerness to God, to please Him, and in humility saying, you know what, God, I don't know everything. Please show me. Please help me. Isn't this good? Proverbs 15, 33, The fear of the Lord teaches a man wisdom, and humility comes before honor. 
You see, the fear of the Lord, this is, uh, this is uh, Professor Ray, Ray Ortland Jr. He says this, the fear of the Lord is when we realize, listen to this, I am not the measure of all things. I am being measured. I'll say it to you again. I am not the measure of all things. Fear of the Lord is realizing I am not the measure of all things. I am being measured. You see, even in our little millennial world where we've taught our kids they're the champions at everything, you are not the center of the universe. I'm sorry. We'll give you a ribbon at the end of the service saying that you got your your knowledge, your wisdom stamped today. I'm not trying to be mean, but if we keep setting people up saying, you're smart, you're great, you're going to succeed, say, but you're also, you need to rely on other people. And more important, you need to rely on God. Because you don't know. And unfortunately, you're going to lose every once in a while. There's just someone bigger and better than you or smarter than you. There, You know what? There is a LeBron James. There's a Peyton Manning out there. There's a Lionel Messi out there. Okay? There's a Alex Ovechkin out there somewhere. Well, I'll be better. And, you know, and there's, a, there's an Einstein out there. <laughs> Maybe you are him or her. What I'm saying is when you fear the Lord in this healthy way, you can learn a lot. You're not the center of the universe. We as humans, we struggle with this. It's a very painful lesson if we don't learn the fear of the Lord because it's death to our own narcissistic nature. It's painful. Come on. It's painful to realize I am not the center of the universe. The world does not revolve around me. The world doesn't make its decisions by me. The world just goes on. And it will use me and abuse me if I don't have God's wisdom. Come on, amen? See, it's a hard lesson to learn if we don't have the fear of the Lord to deal with this concept that we think ourself creates certainty. Sometimes you're not even certain of who you are. This means you must be willing to submit to the Lord and allow Him to speak to you, including, including through other people, including your mom, your dad, your spouse, your brother, your sister, your pastor, your teacher, your professor, your neighbor. And even if a donkey talks to you, then then you better learn. Come on, amen? You need to be open because you don't have all the answers. God does, but He wants to give you answers. Isn't this exciting? Fools are arrogant and refuse correction. I don't like talking about this. I'm not. A, I don't love confrontation. Like, Pastor, you like confronting. I don't. I want you to be. I. I. You know. I. I don't like to get in fights because I break out in black and blue. <laughs> or you know, tongue lashing. And some of you, you're really good at you know, like tearing people apart. And by the way, that's not always a good thing. But I just want to say this, okay? This is what God is saying in the book of Proverbs. Fools are arrogant and refuse correction. Maybe you haven't had a promotion at work because you're a fool. Maybe you haven't passed this. Maybe your relationships are a problem because you're willing, not willing to be corrected. You're not willing to realize, maybe I'm the problem. Right? If you keep going around, well, they're the problem, they're the problem, they're the problem, they're the problem. I think there's a common person in that problem. And it's not them. Right? Come on, amen? If everyone around you is a problem, there's one common problem. You. You're not open to correction. If I'm not open to correction, I'm in trouble. Come on, amen? This is not good, but sadly, listen, sadly, really, really smart people can be fools too because they have an inordinate high esteem of themselves 
In other words, they think, I'm, I've got a higher IQ than you, and I've met some very intellectual fools. I've met some very intellectual people and I'm like, wow, can I learn from you? Your wisdom as well? Being smart doesn't make you wise. But wisdom can give you more intelligence. Your IQ could go up. Okay? Your life factors could go up. Years of living could go up. Relationships could get better. Come on. Do you see what I'm saying? Wisdom will help you in all these things. Are you ready for more wisdom? Are you ready to learn? Are you ready to grow? Are you willing to be corrected if God so chooses? So the question you and I must ask ourselves as I'm getting down here close to the end, do I truly fear the Lord so as to gain His wisdom or am I a fool because I think I know it all? Here's the last thing, okay? Understanding that wisdom is not just in a book. It's not a trite saying. It's not a truism. It's not just a book that you read. As I just said, wisdom is a person. If you look through Proverbs, oftentimes it refers to wisdom as he or she. It refers to wisdom as a person that if you get this person in your life, you will gain. Proverbs reveals really that Solomon is speaking. He's training up a son of David. Who was Jesus? Jesus is the son of David. Solomon was speaking wisdom into his kids in the generation. He's speaking into the lineage of David, which one day a Messiah would rise out of that. Proverbs reveals Solomon speaking of Jesus. Isaiah, listen, I have these scriptures. Let me throw them up there real quick because you write it down. We're almost done. Isaiah 11, 2-3, The Spirit of the Lord was on him, the spirit of wisdom and of understanding, the spirit of counsel and of power, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord, and he will delight in the fear of the Lord. Luke 2.52, And Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in the favor with God with God and men. 1 Corinthians 1.30, It is because of Him that we who are in Christ Jesus, who has become for us wisdom from God, that is our righteousness, holiness, and redemption. So Jesus is wisdom. You see, getting wisdom is important because it will help us to make good decisions throughout life. Right? Getting wisdom, i got to read this to you. Getting wisdom will help you win in life. Failing to get wisdom will wreck your life. What if wisdom is not a concept or something to be read, but what if it's a person? And you're already ahead of me because I gave you the answer because i got to move on. What if wisdom is a person we can have a relationship with? What if wisdom is someone we can talk with, someone we can hear, someone who really cares for us? You see, no one really cares for you like Jesus Christ. Your mom loves you, your dad loves you, Pastor Stan loves you, but Jesus loves you more than all of us because he gave his life for you. He died for you. He was buried and resurrected so that you could not only just live life, but you could live successful. You could have a fulfilling life. Come on, would you stand with me this morning? Worship team, would you come to the front right now as we're preparing to end? You see, wisdom is truly found in Jesus Christ. And the beginning of Knowledge or wisdom is the fear of the Lord. It is saying, you know what, I need a Savior. I make some bad decisions, or I've made some bad decisions, or you know what, maybe I'm not in the place where I need to be right now. Maybe Jesus isn't my Savior. Maybe He's not the Lord of my life right now. I want to challenge you this morning. Maybe if you've never given Jesus Christ the Lordship of your life, surrender to Him, this would be a great time to do that. Because, see, God wants you to succeed. He wants you to excel. He wants you to live a fulfilling life. Not saying you'll never have problems. Not saying you'll never have struggles. But you'll have wisdom to get through those things. You'll have wisdom sometimes maybe not to face that same problem again and again and again and again. This is the promise of God. That if we fear Him, we bow our knees before Him, that we can have wisdom for life. Isn't this awesome? 
Would you close your eyes? Would you bow your heads just for the privacy of those around you, just for a moment? And I want to give you this, this, this prayer of salvation.